Auburn is set to take on LSU tomorrow night in Death Valley. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Yes, sir. What is up, Auburn family? Happy Friday, man. Hope everybody out there has had a good week. And we are prepared to take on LSU tomorrow night, man. Big game, big robbery game. One more time, Blake. One more time, the annual SEC West. Some people call it the Tiger Bowl. I know some people hate it. You can call that whatever you want. But uh, I'm fired up, man. We got to get this one because we don't know when they're back on the schedule. I know that uh, you got your hands full tonight, brother. <laughs> yeah, I do. I got my son Levi here with me tonight, right here in my arms. Uh, he is currently he's trying to go to sleep. Uh, but we got a guest picker with us tonight. I think Levi's got a big pick on his hands tonight. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we got, we got a surprise. Well, I wonder if Levi will turn the losing streak around. Maybe Levi will be my good luck on these picks, and I'll start to catch his daddy. <laughs> and, man, well, we're happy to have Levi here, man. Always good in the world. Let's go over here to the keys of the game, Blake. Let's fire this thing right up, brother. Um, I'll go ahead and start with you, man. I'm starting here on the offensive side of the ball. I think there's going to be a ton of big plays. There's going to be a ton of opportunities, and I just think you got to hit on the majority of them. Mm-hmm. Let's not get down to somebody's wide open in this game and you miss them. This isn't Texas A&M's defense. This isn't Georgia's defense. They're going to be wide open again. So just take a deep breath. Like always, protect the football. But I think, you know, we've done a pretty good job of that overall. Uh, You take away the Cal game, I think we've been pretty good at it. So protect the football. And, uh, whoa, my microphone popping. I apologize for that. (laughs) And uh, and just uh, when we get in the red zone, make the most of our opportunities. Uh, Like I talked about on a live show the other night, I think that the red zone for both teams is going to be super important. That'll be, you know, my key for the defense as well as holding them to field goals in the red zone. What about you, buddy? Man, look, the key to the game for me, uh, is Auburn on offense not turning the football over? I, I think if you turn the football over Saturday night and you give LSU extra possessions, uh, I, I feel like short fields, you're in trouble. Jaden Daniels is a dude. I think he deserves to be in the Heisman conversation. Uh, I just think you have to extend drives, man. You have to drive the length of the field on this LSU defense. Uh, you have to keep Jaden Daniels in this offense off the field. Whether we run the ball, some people think we need to throw for 250. I don't think so. I think we need to pound the tater. All right? mm. I think we need to pound the rock hot and heavy Saturday night. Use these backs, man. Jeremiah Cobb, I hope to see him. Brian Batee, all right? Jarquez. We got to get Jarquez going. We got to. And Saturday night, man, you're looking at a rush defense. This dead last in the conference, Dustin. Right. But if you start turning the football over, we got a problem, Dustin. We got a problem. If we if we have a cow game, we got a problem. All right. Yeah. We got to protect the football, and you cannot allow Jaden Daniels in this offense to to get a short field on you, man. We can't be in in uh, you know our own territory and and turn the football over and bang LSU right there at the doorstep. You know that's the last thing that can happen, in my opinion. Yeah, you have to win the turnover margin when you're playing this explosive of an offense. Yeah. And it's weird to see, like, I mean, we talked to everyone's obviously that's grown up watching SEC ball surprised by what LSU's put out there. But uh, 
to see this, the big difference, like they're to see LSU so good at passing the ball, you know, and then so bad at defending it. It really is just a wild thing. I, I guess what worries me, man, is when I look at how bad like their secondary is, are we, we, I just don't think we can take up. Like, I don't think we, I don't know if we can capitalize enough, but this has to be the game where we break this whole 100 yard pass. Nice. Not, it has to be, bro. Like, not having 100 yards. If you don't, you're going to get blown out. If you, do you don't, think the number is passing yards. You say you don't think it's 250. What do you think it is passing yards? I think if Auburn can get above, I'm really hoping, man. If Auburn can get above 170 passing yards, if if Thorne or Robbie or combined or whoever, all right, if if Auburn can get over 170, I think Auburn is sitting nice in this football game. Um, because I think you're going to run all over them. I do. I think Auburn's going to run the football, and I think I think it's going to be nice. All right. Uh, I think Batie with the change of pace, Jarquez. I I think that is what Auburn has to do. I think that's going to be their bread and butter Saturday night. Yeah. What uh what what our guy said the other night on the live show? Two hundred eighty for Preston. Preston said two hundred eighty four miss our yards after missed tackles versus Ole Miss. Yes. Yeah. You gotta like Jarquez. You gotta like Robbie. You gotta like Petit. You gotta like Jeremiah in that situation. They're gonna break some tackles. This is the game to get twenty seven going. You've been calling to get twenty seven going. This is the time. Jarquez needs to have over one hundred and fifteen yards. I I think. D- Dustin and and. <sighs> I don't want to say we can't throw for 250, you know, but we haven't. So right. we haven't done it this year. And I'm and I know LSU's defense and coverage is atrocious. They're terrible. But I look at our receivers and what is our receivers done? You know, we 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 haven't stepped up. We had opportunities against Georgia. We we couldn't bring down a catch, you know. I mean, uh, balls hitting off our hands, and and it, that's the last thing we need, brother. Is is uh, a deflection over the middle of the field? All right, and mm. we got lucky a couple times in the Georgia game, uh, but we haven't done it yet. So I'm not going to sit here and say that we are going to do it, even though LSU secondary is one of the worst in the country, and their defense is one of the worst in the country. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it has to be about 150. I think it has to be about 150 yards. But here's my key to that, passing wise, it has to be efficient. It, I think you can get away with 150 to 175, like you said, if it's efficient. If you're running the ball well and you, you just hit enough of those passing plays that are there to make them honor it, to make them respect it, to where they can't just sit there and load the box. But let's be real, either when LSU's loaded the box this year, go back to the old Miss game, it hasn't mattered. I mean. They've struggled so much with outside run contain, like Preston talked about the other night, and I've gone back over this week and watched some stuff, and it's it's a struggle for them. So, man, really, like, I just think this is the week for Robbie, dude. And, and I'll say it again. It's not even – I'm not saying Robbie has to be the guy going forward. I just think this might be the week where somewhere in the game it's just like, okay, dude, he, he can just run wild on him. But uh, even if it is Thorne, just be effective, man. Just hit the plays when they're there. Um, complete 62 to 65 percent of the passes don't turn the ball over like i said if you missed a wide open guy if we don't make the play it's going to be there probably probably in two or three plays you'll have another opportunity through the air versus this secondary so just hit enough be efficient like you alluded to you can't lose a turnover battle 
on the road at night in this environment versus a team that still is more talented than you. Um, but something that I, I did hear somebody say, I was listening to a podcast and uh, I wish I could remember who it was, but uh, they said like, this is probably the best defense that this LSU offense has faced. Yep. I would say that it's the most healthy that this Auburn defense has been within the last two or three weeks, obviously. And Ron Roberts has had a has had a whole week to scheme it up. So I'm really I'm interested to see. I, I don't think LSU is gonna score 40. I've seen a lot of people predicting like this 45 to 28. You know, this uh I saw I saw 48 to 24 today. And uh I just nah man, I, I don't think that you're gonna light our defense up like that. I really don't. Um, especially if we control they can't you said they're the worst in the conference at defending the run. Yeah. So if we can control the clock through the run game. We, we can keep their offense off the field. If we're getting six, seven yards a tote, there's no need to snap the ball with 15 seconds on the play clock. Yeah. Get up there to the line, snap that thing with three, get six or seven, and do it again. And, and, and keep Jaden Daniels off the field because he's going to get his. And when he does get his, stay composed as a defense and get that stop in the red zone and hold him to three. And then when you get in the red zone, score, man. Get some touches. Yeah, and, and Dustin, we – have struggled this year on second down. All right. And in, in, in our offense, we have struggled on second down. We cannot struggle Saturday night. We have to keep their offense off the field. I agree with what you said, man. Run the play clock down, uh, take long, methodical drives, move the ball down the field. Uh, and we can't stall out. We can't stall out inside the red zone. You can't do that Saturday night. If you have to kick field goals in Baton Rouge, you're going to lose. That's point blank, simple. Uh, I don't care how you slice it, you're going to lose if you have to settle for three. And we can't do – even though Alex McPherson is a dog, he's a dog, uh, but you got to get six. And I don't know if that's with Robbie coming in, red zone Robbie, or if Peyton Thorne has ironed out his issues in the red zone, but we got to make something click. I think Robbie Ashford is going to play a, play a big part in this game, and I agree with your point on that. Yes, sir. So, Blake, we uh... – I'm going to go over the defensive side here. Somebody that I think has got to step up, right? And uh, on the defense, somebody that I think has got to step up is going to be Keldrick Falk. And it's not I'm not saying that Keldrick played bad. I think Keldrick played fine. Everyone that listens to us knows the way I said the season was going to lay out for Keldrick. I thought he was going to show flashes in the first six or seven weeks. And at that back half of the season when the, uh, the opponents kind of lighten up a little bit, he would also be finding his groove. He's still a very young man. He would be finding his groove as a defensive lineman. I think he would really start to kind of wreak havoc as the season goes on. Need him to go ahead and kind of start turning that up a little bit this week because we're down those bodies on the defensive line, you know, and there's just not a lot of guys there. And he's probably going to get the start this week at end. And he's going to have to find a way to generate some pressure. He's just going to have to get it done. And uh, he doesn't have to have some kind of big standout type game. He doesn't have to get three sacks or something. But just get in Jaden Daniels' face because there's not a lot of guys down there. And uh, he's the guy that we need to be able to do it because he's still the most talented guy. And he's the one guy that I can look at and say, okay, bro, like you can get it. And we need, we need Keldrick to have a big night, not even statistically, like I said, just getting pressure and getting in Jane Daniels face to where he's not just sitting back being comfortable. And then also Eugene and Larry Nixon, I need y'all to hold it down on the outside when Jane Daniels does scramble and try to do his thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to go on the back end. All right. This okay. secondary I'm looking at uh, maintaining uh, Malik neighbors, not allowing the big play. All right, we can't allow to get beat over the top. 
guys like having Simp out there. All right, uh, he's playing, correct? Yes, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good to go. So uh, DJ James, all right, this secondary, Zion Puckett, we got to have a night. All right, we got to have a night. We can't allow the big play. Look, there's a lot going on with this LSU offense. Mason Taylor is a dude. All right, their their receivers. We know what they got. You know, they got receivers year in and year out. I mean, you could say they're wide receiver you for what they're doing in the NFL right now. Uh, these dudes are freaky, and they just come out of Louisiana uh, year after year. But my thing is, man, do not get beat over the top. Uh, these dudes are a different type of receiver than we've seen so far. We, we did a great job with A&M, right? Uh, I mean, Anaya Smith. Uh, look, this is a different atmosphere, than Kyle Field, all right? They hyped that place up, but this atmosphere Saturday night is different, all right? And and you start giving up big plays, and that LSU offense starts really clicking and rolling, uh, we could find ourselves in some trouble, Dustin. Yeah, and let's, let's, not, let's not kid ourselves, Blake. This is probably going to be a very tight game in the fourth quarter, and it's probably going to end under some super wild, crazy – it's the last – is the last Auburn versus LSU game as SEC West opponents not going to be crazy? Yeah. Come on, man. This might be the wildest one of all. If that's even if it can get any crazier than what it's got. So yeah, man, just make the plays, hang in the fight. Like you said, we have not faced an atmosphere like this. We're not gonna face an atmosphere like this. This is the toughest one on our schedule this year. We knew that going into it. That you you know, and and in the way that we were so happy to get the uh the night game versus Ole Miss. It's funny because LSU never gets day game. Like they always get a night game. And I know that if I'm a, if I was ESPN or somebody, I'd be trying to give them a night game too. Like I, I want to sell that atmosphere. Yeah. But it, it is interesting to me. Like I've known the whole season we were getting them at, at night. It was never a question to me. They don't do eleven o'clock games. And when they do, like last year versus Tennessee, they get smacked in the dirt. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a it's a different animal at night, brother. And uh that's like why I said Tuesday night, you got a whole bunch of veterans. And it's time that they act like it. A guy on offense, I need to step up. Avery Jones. You can't have high snaps, dude. You yep. can't have high snaps Saturday night. You've had a week to work on it. You've played a whole lot of football, brother. Like you know, you know how to to snap the ball the right way, and uh, we just can't afford it. I need Rivaldo Fairweather, our tight end group, to step up. Uh, every guy in in that room needs to mm-hmm. step up Saturday. Our wide receivers need to step up. I'm tired of seeing it. All right, in in every aspect of the game, all right, I I just I need you to make a play down the field. I need you to make a play. All right, Shane Shane Hooks at at A and M didn't make a play. MJJ Georgia didn't make a play. Yeah, right, give me give me something. Give me something. Excuse me, because I, I'm sitting here and I go back and I watch that Georgia game. If Malcolm Johnson Jr. brings that ball in, Dustin. If Rivaldo I mean, brings that one in, Blake. If, if Rivaldo brings that one in, we're, we're, where are we at right now? Where are we at right now? We're not three and two. I don't <laughs> think we are. Where are we at right now? You know, so I need our receivers to step up and make a play. I need our tight ends to block better, man. I'm sick of seeing it. Yeah. I'm, sick, I'm sick of it. Uh, I, I, need, I need effort Saturday night. And and I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing us just stall out on drives. All right, I, I need us to to put the ball in the end zone Saturday night. Put the ball in the end zone. If you do that, 
You can be in this football game. Do not settle for three. All right. Avery Jones, like Dustin said, no high snaps, brother. Fourth and one, get it down. Come on, man. All right. Because you're going to have to go for it Saturday night. There's going to be a point in the game where you're going to have to go for it on fourth down, just like we did in 21 with Bo Nix. There's going to be a point in the football game Saturday night. You're going to have a fourth and two, a fourth and one. You're going to have to go for it. Get it together, man. Somebody step up and make a play. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, go back to uh, the Cam Riley almost interception. Yes. That, that can't be an almost interception anymore. And I don't right. care if I, I don't care how how good you think LSU really is or if they're not. You're going on the road versus a rival at night. Yeah. You know what kind of game this is, man. I don't care if LSU was 0-6. I want to win this game really, really bad. And so it's going to be the crazy Auburn versus LSU game that has always been. It's time. I'm going to keep preaching on this. Like you just said, it's time to start making the plays. It's time. I watch college football from 11 o'clock until about midnight to 1 o'clock sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I see all these teams where they have receivers catch a 7-yard slant or a 10-yard in and break three tackles and turn that into a 50-yard touch. I see it every game I watch with the exception of – the Auburn game. It's time. Yep. It's time to do it for three to four years now. I would say since that 2019 Iron Bowl, and maybe I'm missing a moment here or there, we have not in the big games made that Cam Riley interception in that moment. It's time, man. Do it. Do it Saturday night. I agree. I agree, brother. 100%. It's got to be done. We got to. Once you, once you do it, Blake, it's almost a monkey off the back. Mm hmm. Because like I've been been talking about, right now, man, it's this waiting on the shoe to other drop. It's this we're not going to pull it out type feeling because we haven't done it. It's like it's ingrained in the program. It's this mentality of losing. I hate to say it, but we moral victoried after Georgia. At some point, now we're going to be realistic. We know what the program is. But at some point, moral victories can't be enough. And I I wouldn't mind if, if Saturday night was the night that that started. Dustin, let me ask you this real quick, man. I just had to get your thoughts on this. How do you feel? How do you feel about this Auburn team coming off a bye week? Do you feel like they come out and they they're fresh and they start fast, or do you feel like they come out sluggish, start slow? How do you feel? I feel like everything I've seen from this team mentally, and every like from their just from the way they handle themselves. From I don't think I've seen this team quit. Now there's some exceptions, and I'm really kind of looking at their wide receiver room where there's just still some loafing that goes on. But overall, I think that this team never quits. I think this team hangs in games. That AM game was a really good example to me um, because that game got ugly, and I still thought they fought. Uh, the defense versus Cal, how many times they had their backup? That's just been enough. That's just been enough to where I look at it and say this team's going to continue to fight and not fold. So. I think they're going to come out full of energy. I think they're going to come out ready to go. I don't think they're phased by three and two. I, you know, I, uh, I think that they, this is, I wouldn't say expected. Like I talked about, I said a couple of weeks ago, I think any SEC team outside of Vanderbilt, maybe they talk about it in the off season. We're going to try to win the SEC title. That's just what any competitor is going to do. But I don't think that it's like, um, like say if, if Georgia was three and two, they might start checking out, right? Because yeah. they had national title aspirations. I don't think Auburn's checking out at three and two. I think that I think this team, the majority of this team, this locker room is bought into the vision. I think the majority of this room is bought in and listen to Hugh Freeze. I mean, 
you know, I, I just don't think I don't think the locker room's poison. I don't think their locker room is has given up. I think yeah. they're going to come out and fight. So I think that uh, I think they're refreshed. I think that they feel like they have a lot of big opportunities ahead of them. And I think you're going to see a fired up uh, Auburn team. I, I, everything I've seen from the mental aspect of this team from day one under Hugh Freeze has been steady improvement. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. You think Robbie plays a big time part in this game Saturday night. What do you think Robbie does Saturday night and how do you think he helps this football team? Mm. Well, this just depends on what Peyton Thorne wants to do. Mm. If Peyton Thorne wants to come out early and get, and uh, I would look at Philip Montgomery and Hugh Freeze and say, let's, let's call the right plays. And Hugh to his credit has been open and honest and said, we have not put Peyton in the right position. So I would say you've had a whole extra week to get ready. Peyton should be put in the right position Saturday. So if you, so if he's put in the right position and he's not executing, I've been pretty vocal about it this week. It's time to make the move and make it quick. I don't think that you can continue to just sit here and wait. This is game six. How much longer are you going to wait? You had a whole bye week to get ready. You're playing the worst defense in the SEC. I mean, I, I don't know. So that just depends on Peyton Thorne. I think either way, Robbie's going to have, I'd be surprised if he had less than, 60 to 75 rushing yards. I think he plays a big part in this game either way. I think he makes, even if he only rushes the ball six or seven times, he's going to bust a big one or two, right? Like, it's just hard to think he doesn't. If you get in the red zone, I'd bet my entire paycheck you're going to see Robbie Ashford in the red zone a lot Saturday night. Their defense struggles. Their defense struggles in every aspect. They're not, their defense isn't any better in the red zone. And I and I know that, they, that maybe they kind of feel like they found something in that second half versus Mizzou. What did I talk about why I was hesitant to pick Mizzou? Because I didn't know if they were going to hold up in the big moment. And yep. what did Mizzou do at 5-0, and leading LSU at home in the big moment? They folded. I don't know if that's LSU finding something on defense or if that's just Mizzou doing Mizzou stuff. I think it's Mizzou doing Mizzou stuff. Mm-hmm. So if Peyton doesn't go early, then I think you see – because I think Robbie, I don't really see a way where Robbie isn't effective on the ground in this game. And if Peyton struggles early, I think that then Robbie comes in and he starts busting off plays and you just see, and then he takes over. So as far as what his numbers will be, that depends on Peyton Thorne. But I, I don't see any, any way where Robbie doesn't have at least a handful of big plays and play a big part in this game. And if we get into that 20, you're going to see Robbie Ashford for sure. I think he's a big part of the red zone package. I agree 100%, Dustin. I agree 100%. Yeah, you got to take advantage of it, man. I mean, if you get him and Jar, and I'll tell you that I'll make I'll make this this prediction. Jarquez is going to have over 100. Jarquez will get over 100 and this will be the game that gets his season turned around and he gets rolling right here. Cuz you got another defense I think you can run on next week. And they don't mess around and gave us all misses at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And we all know what that game means to us as a fan base. We've had that one circled all summer. We we want the old miss game, right? Yep. So yeah, let's find something, dude. Let's find something this week, and let's go into this this atmosphere super, super hype coming back home next Saturday. So I think Jarquez is going to eat, and I think Robbie has a big day. Uh, before we get over here and make our picks for the week, guys, if you haven't, go over there to homefieldapparel.com. Use the code UPTEMPO to get 50% off your first purchase. If you want to rock this shirt that I got on right here, the UPTEMPO Level Up shirt, go to thewarreportshop.com and go over there and get that for us. If you uh, want to sign up for the memberships, the join button is right there. You have to do it on your desktop. We have two levels, the JV and the varsity level, man. Uh, 
multiple podcasts just for our members there. We're now dropping two for our members. Uh, Varsity Squad, you get both of them. Uh, JV, you get one as well, man. Recruiting pod, checking out baseball, basketball, going all around Auburn. Right now we're calling it all around the, uh, around the Plains podcast, just checking in on everything going on, man, because it's that time, Blake. Basketball starting up. Fall ball. We got uh, we got some got some baseball stuff coming on the way in the next week or two. Be on the uh, lookout for that, man. And those guys are getting they're getting their practice in. They're getting ready for fall ball. Gonzo back on the mound, man. Uh, we're fired up for that. We're fired up for that. So a lot of good stuff. Uh, a lot of exclusive content coming out just for our members. And uh, man, you guys keep us going. It helps us out a lot. Uh, like what we said before, all the money gets pumped back into this podcast, and we just really appreciate you guys supporting us. It means the world to us. All right, taking a quick glance at last week, uh, Blake got me on the LSU. I picked Mizzou. Blake rolled with LSU. Blake got me there. And then uh, we both pick A&M over Bama, and that will be the last time that I pick against Bama, at least until the Iron Bowl. And uh, Blake is 49-11. and 11. I am 46-14. and 14. So let's hop over here and make these picks for this week, Blake. I know that we're pretty much on the same page. We differ in one. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Let's throw them up here. Bang, bang. Uh, man, uh, we're we're different on one. Um, look, the Georgia game, all right, Vanderbilt. Um, that that's a no brainer, Dustin. Right? right. Um, at Vandy, I do they have the end zone ready yet? Do they have the end zone? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think that's a no brainer. Uh, Georgia. I think they blow them out. What's the spread? The spread's 31 and a half. Oh, man. Uh, I, I think Georgia beats them by 40, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I have nothing to say there. They're going to they're gonna crush Vanderbilt. <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, Arkansas and at Alabama. I mean, we both obviously take Alabama. Arkansas, uh, I told you last week what Arkansas is about. You got to see K.J. Jefferson – um, you know, they crumble in the moment. That's who they are. All right. Let's let's not yeah. get it twisted, brother. Uh so it was obviously the easy choice was Alabama, right, Dustin? I saw some Gus Malzahn to Arkansas stuff popping up this week. Oh. I said, here we go. Guess what? <laughs> Guess, Dustin, guess what? Gus Malzahn to Arkansas, if they if they do want that, which he just got the extension to UCF, but that doesn't mean anything. You can no. throw around money and all that. He would much rather be, go back home to Arkansas, I do believe. But uh, that just shows me that you're true eight and four. You're eight and four forever, all right? That's what you're always going to be if you want Gus. So kudos to you. Enjoy Gus. Good try to go get him. Uh, I don't know who they get, but like I, I try to tell some of the folks on Twitter – uh, it don't matter who you get. You're a loser. You always will be. Period. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't know what else to tell you, brother. So, um, you want to move on to Texas A&M and Tennessee? Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I was surprised that we both picked. I thought maybe one of us would. Uh, was going to pick Tennessee here. Why are you going with A&M? I am going with A&M because I watched Tennessee's. Uh, I watched Tennessee's front uh, in Gainesville. Uh, get manhandled, and I also watched mm-hmm. uh, their offensive line uh, get manhandled against Florida. They couldn't run the football down in Gainesville, Dustin. So if you're getting manhandled by Florida, I'm looking at this A&M front. Are they going to run the ball against A&M? Nope. Are you the biggest Joe Milton believer yet? 
No, I'm off the train. I mean, I never was really on it, but like I, mean, I was giving him a little more time than everybody else was. Yeah. And yeah. That, that I, I jumped off of Tennessee completely in Gainesville because you know how I feel about Florida. Exactly. So, like, I think it all starts with Tennessee is a run first team, brother. Uh, oh, oh, somebody's awake. Somebody's uh, awake. Right at, right, right at pick time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I think Tennessee's bread and butter is the run game, but I don't think they're going to be able to run the football. All right, this year. And and look, I know they run the offense that they run, right? And they love to air it out. Mm-hmm. But with Joe Milton, it's not the same as it was with Hen and Hooker, dog. It's not. Yeah. You saw that down in Gainesville. And uh, I just – I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Like, Joe Milton's going to have to play his best game this Saturday. I know it's in Knoxville. I know it's in Neyland Stadium. But I'm not worried about that with Texas A&M. All right. Max Johnson I think, won't be rattled by that. Yeah, I, Max Johnson, he's played in big environments. He he knows what he's got to do. He just – I mean, I thought he played pretty dang good against Alabama for the his offensive line woes and everything. I thought – I mean, they had a chance to, you know, tie it up late. Um, that's why I like A&M, man. I like Max Johnson. I know their secondary is terrible, uh, but I'm just not sure Joe Milton will be able to expose their secondary. I, I agree with that, and uh... – I think this game is one of the trenches. I think AM beats Tennessee in the trenches. I know the spread was three last time I looked, and they're giving Tennessee the three because they're at home. So, yeah, I'm rolling with AM here. And then uh, South Carolina at Florida, Blake. Look, I, uh, I'm i disappointed in South Carolina this year. I thought that they were going to get to eight wins, maybe nine, and kind of continue the upward trajectory of that program. And I still think they're going the right direction recruiting-wise, but they've got to figure out a way to start it. And this year their offensive line has just really been – it's awful. It's unbelievably bad. And it sucks because the growth that Spencer uh, Rattler has made on the field and off the yes. field. And uh, he's just not getting the opportunity to show that. Uh, I'm sure the NFL scouts are seeing it. And ultimately, he's going to get picked up and find a good situation for him, hopefully. But it's tough to watch right now. But I don't like Florida. I don't I, I don't think Florida's any good. I still think that they are the uh, right there with Vanderbilt battling for the – well, I guess – Vanderbilt, you are the worst team. Florida just won the battle. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not a believer in Florida, man. I still think that South Carolina is a better team. I'm going South Carolina. Same here, man. That offensive line at South Carolina has really let me down, Dustin. Uh, I think they gave up, what, nine sacks to North Carolina? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the, the fighting chisnits over there. Uh, that defense. <laughs> Uh, that shocked me, man. They just haven't been good this year. Uh, but but yeah. the growth of Spencer Rattler has been fun to watch, man. What a guy. Uh, completely turned it around. Uh, super proud of him because he's a guy that caught a lot of flack in the media. Uh, they said he was, you know, a baby and he was immature and everything. And then he transferred from Oklahoma, you know, and, and he figured it out, man. He figured it out and uh, he, he's playing well. So I do. I like South Carolina. Okay. The one that we're different on this week, Blake. Yeah, uh, you going with Kentucky? I'm going with Mizzou. Look, uh, I just I think Mizzou's got a really good offense, and uh, obviously their defense got exposed a little bit last week. LSU's still a really good team. Mizzou's just not going to ever capitalize in the big moments, I don't guess. But Kentucky's not a big moment, and I think that uh, Mizzou's just a better team. I don't think that Kentucky can score enough points to hang with Missouri. I know Kentucky's defense is good. That's kind of the the 52 versus Georgia, like man, listen, Georgia's Georgia's about to get rolling. Okay. They got over that, they got over that hurdle. That was us on the road, you know. And that, I'm telling you, that's gonna be a pivotal moment in their season. They're about to get going. I think Georgia's kind of found themselves. And Kentucky just doesn't, they don't have the athletes to match up 
with a team like Georgia. I mean, that was that was what it was. I do think Kentucky has a decent defense, but uh, yeah, I think Mizzou just has too much on offense, and I'm not a believer in, in Devin Leary at all. So I'm going to go with Kentucky or Missouri. I think their passing game is just too much for Kentucky to handle. Man, this is the one that I was uh, least confident about, uh, and the only reason I took Kentucky was because they're at home at the Kroger. All right. Mm-hmm. If this was uh, in Columbia, Missouri, I would take Missouri in a heartbeat. But with this being in, in Kentucky, in Lexington, uh, I'm going to take the Cats. I think they bounce back. Uh, they, they got to see uh, – they got a tough dose of reality. Uh, when you uh, talk trash to me every day at work, Eric Hall, uh, <laughs> and you're a, a Kentucky fan, and you walk in every day and tell me that my Auburn Tigers suck – uh, when I respond to you and tell you that you will die never getting to see your team play for a national championship, okay? Your great, 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 great grandchildren will never get to see Kentucky play for a national championship or even compete for one or even be in the stadium to to, to <laughs> sing the national anthem or or not even in the seats, all right? that's how That's how bad you are as a football program. Now, you've come a long way from what you used to be, but, I mean, you're not good. And we saw it last Saturday night. I mean, I turned it off after three drives. Come on now. I mean, uh, but he, I've, I've stayed on Eric's neck all week. And, and <laughs> we made a little deal today. You know, I told him, I said, man, don't ever compare yourself to the Auburn football program. And uh, we made a little deal this week. And uh, I took the Wildcats. So, I'm on his side Saturday. But uh, come Sunday – I'm back off that train. So. <laughs> I hear you. All right, man. The uh, the one that everybody cares about here, obviously, our Auburn Tigers going to LSU. Uh, we obviously on the graphic there. We both got LSU. If you're listening on audio, and I'll tell you why I got LSU. I got LSU 35 to 31. Yep. I'm going 35 to 31 because until I see Auburn make the plays in that moment, I will not believe in it. I think that it'll be a close game in the fourth quarter. I think the plays will be there to be made, whether it be on offense, whether it be on defense, you know, the Cam Riley interception or whatever, um, yeah. or whether it be a wide open play in the end zone or anything like that. I just, I just don't think we make the play, and and, and I got to see it to believe it. And at some point we'll make it, and at some point this thing's going to start to turn around. But uh, I haven't seen it yet, so I got to see that. And I'm going to go 35 to 31 LSU. I really hope that I'm wrong about this one, Blake. <laughs> As you can see, little Levi's hand right there. Uh, he is up and he is jumping around. So, He's ready to roll. Um, yeah, man. Look, if this game was in Jordan Hare, uh, I'm rolling with our Tigers, but it is not. Uh, we're just having to go into a, a hostile environment. Uh, and I just can't trust the offense right now uh, to make this upset pick. I'm kind of feeling like Mike G, man. Prove me wrong, right? Prove me wrong. Um, I don't think we give up 40. No. Um, I think we lose a close one. I, I think we lose uh, – I'm, I'm going to say we lose 34-27. to 27. Uh, I think Jaden Daniels uh, makes a play at the end and uh, they go up on us and, uh, and we, can't, we can't get it back. So, uh, I hate it. I want a bug, uh, but it, it, it's tough, man, uh, on the road in that environment. But – but – I do have a little special picker, all right? A little guest appearance right here, all right? 
my man Levi, all right, my man Levi, he told me last night. Yeah, my man Levi told me last night. He said, Dad, I like the Auburn Tigers, all okay. right? He said, I like the Auburn Tigers. And he, uh, we, we sat down last night for bed, and I said, hey, you like them Auburn Tigers, what's the score? And Levi said that he is taking the Auburn Tigers 38 to 35 in Baton Rouge on a Saturday night. So that's Woo. our guest pick right there. Yes, sir. Well, hey, you tell Levi, boy, if we put up 38, that Sunday show will be Bug City, bro. Yeah. Bug City. All right, man. Well, look, I'll give my final thoughts real quick. I know Blake has got to get out of here. I just want to say this. I know Blake will co-sign on it. Uh, coaches, this weekend, for the love of God, if you're winning the game in the last possession, knee the ball. Just need the ball, bro. You ain't got nothing to prove. This ain't Madden where you're trying to get extra stats for your franchise or whatever, or my career mode. Just need the ball, Mario. You know, listen, if it's fourth and five, and it's the second quarter, and it's 14 to 14, and you're on the wrong side of the 50, just punt it. Just punt it. You ain't got to try to win the ball game in the second quarter. Listen, man, if you're down there in the first half and you stall out on the nine-yard line, you're probably not going to score nine yards out on the fourth and goal. Kick the field goal, man. I don't even care if it's fourth and three. Kick the field goal, man. Unless you're getting blown out by 21 points, take the points. To all the coaches this week, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Football's not that complicated. Your punter can be your friend. You never know. You can punt that ball, and then two plays later, they might throw an interception. They might fumble the snap. Hell, you might get a stop, and then they go to punt it, and they snap it over their punter's head. You really have no idea. Just keep playing the game. And and I don't – whatever this crazy crap I've been seeing this year, and and, and then you got the kid, the guy over there in the NFL that's coaching the, uh, the Chargers. My goodness, son. I mean, that guy just – Listen, football been played for a hundred something years. I don't know who came in with this whole analytics thing and just tried to. And I'm not saying analytics is bad. You can use it in certain situations to your advantage. But goodness gracious, man, let's just play fundamental football this week and do the right thing. I mean, what I saw in Miami was just disrespectful and ungodly. And uh, <laughs> we appreciate all you guys, man. If you have not liked the video, subscribe to the channel. We continue to grow here at the Up Tempo Podcast. We greatly, greatly appreciate all y'all. We will see you guys Sunday, like we said last week. No 3 p.m. anymore. It will just drop Sunday when we get done with it. And uh, should be should be sometime around lunchtime, maybe a little bit before that, when that will pop up for you guys. So let's go get a win. Let's beat LSU. War Damn Eagle. We will see you guys Sunday. We're out. Love y'all all. Appreciate it.